Hey, stuffers. It's your old pal Jeff here. I just wanted to take some time out before the show to say thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting us on this great adventure that myself and my buddy Josh come to each and every week to entertain you guys. If this is your first time listening, welcome and enjoy our podcast. Um, After the show, if you're like, man... I want to know more and learn more and want to experience more of this podcast. Well, you can just head over to our SoundCloud page. Um, go to SoundCloud.com, type in So Do You Like Stuff, and that will direct you to our site on SoundCloud. You can like us and you can subscribe to us. And every single week, they'll have a fresh new podcast for you. And also, you can check out the older ones as well. And then some of you might be thinking, well, I have an iPod or an iPad, and I don't want to download the SoundCloud app. That is too suburban. I want to be able to access my So Do You Like stuff on my iPod or iPad or iPhone, because Apple is way to go. Well, we got the answer for you. We're actually on the iTunes podcast site, so if you want to go and click that nice little podcast button right there, you can type in So Do You Like Stuff, and you can subscribe to us. And you have the same benefits as you would as if you were listening on SoundCloud. Um, If you want even more of us that you're just like, I have tasted and want more of this so do you like stuff because it intrigues me and it cleans the palate and it entices the palate and you're like yes well we got your answer right here you can actually go on your facebook app and type in so do you like stuff and you can like us We post everything that we do on our show on there. All the videos that we laugh at during the Say What part of the show. The trailers of the movies and shows that we talk about during our Netflix portion. You can find all that stuff there. Plus, a lot of extra stuff. A lot of the the behind-the-scenes stuff. And just things that myself and Josh just find hilarious. That we find on Facebook. That we share to our people that like us on Facebook but some of you don't have Facebook what do you do then well if you have Twitter we're actually on Twitter as well our handle is at SDYLS15 and you can watch the same exact stuff that we put on our Facebook and also we put extra stuff on there too we kind of do it both at Facebook and Twitter but if you want both You get a little something on Twitter, and you get a little bit more stuff on Facebook. It's the way that we balance it. Deal with it, people. Um, Also, you can connect to us during in those two mediums as well. If you want to send us messages, tell us how awesome we are, how much we suck, or if you want to suggest different things for our show, we're open. Um, We love audience feedback. And it's part of your show, too. So you guys listen to us. Tell us what you like to listen to. We're open. 
And if you desperately, desperately, desperately want to get a hold of us, you can actually send us an email. We're at sdyls2015 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode of So Do You Like Stuff. Hi, and welcome to another episode of So Do You Like Stuff. I'm Jeff Miller. And I'm Josh Martinez. The only podcast that we get all our reviews about movies from Jay Sherman. (laughs) It stinks. (laughs) Oh, Jay Sherman. How do we love thee? Thank ya. Thank ya. Acting. As I totally butchered that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't heard his voice long enough to to be able to try and do an imp- it's like a Christopher Walken impersonation. Yeah, you, you can't you can't um you can't uh, the only person who can do it is is Walken himself. Mm-hmm. You try and do it, you just look you look okay, but you don't. Yeah, you know, I mean it's it's, it's I mean it's okay, it's plausible, but it's not really the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Schwarzenegger is easier to do because. You know, you can just do it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, that's just one of those few you just can't do. But. Yeah. But, yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Good old John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> he had a comedy club once, and then that shut down. Yeah, that shut down because he ran it poorly. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like all those people think that, oh... I'm famous. I can, I can run a nightclub, or I can, I can be entrepreneur. I can be an entrepreneur and just run a bunch of different things and mm-hmm. be successful. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that just slapping your name on something doesn't. First, mean people he, are first, buy first, it. first people need to know who the heck you are. <laughs> I mean, people know like. Our generation, like half of our generation, knows who John Lovitz is, and then, like, anything past that from our era does not know does not know who John Lovitz is. I'm I'm surprised because didn't you tell me either it was either off show or either during one of our our recordings uh, that our generation is doesn't remember who Michael Jordan is. They just know. Oh no! It was it. It's the younger generation now. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a the, the I because my my kid um they had some art festival or it was some kind of festival where it's like shows academics and also art and everything, and I'm walking through, and I think it was like the fifth graders, fifth or sixth graders, they had they had to do for black history month they had to do like murals of famous um you know african americans um that you know did something uh that changed the world kind of a thing and one of them did michael jordan which i i i just shuddered because they first of all they spelled jordan j o r d o n Instead, Jordone. Short Jordone. 
And, like, a lot of the facts that he the person wrote about it was just not right. <laughs> and it's like, and they kept on spelling Michael, M-I-C-H-E-A-L. <laughs> Which, I mean, is understandable because I always have to think about it, but with today's popular and searching engines you can find that out and yeah and i mean sense. i mean i it's it's not like they were spelling jordan wrong in the well they were spelling it wrong in the little biographical thing but it was like big letters like they had this poster board and it had jordan on the bottom probably a good 3 or 4 inch letters spelt completely wrong and it's just like Face palm, face palm to the <laughs> face, and I'm like, "What did this generation? What what are we teaching this generation?" Well, well, remember when uh, Katy Perry did the halftime show at the Super Bowl mm-hmm. two years ago? Now, yeah, it would be two years ago. Um, she had uh, Missy Elliott mm-hmm. on on as one of her performers, and they were sitting there. There were people on Twitter going, "Oh, isn't that great? How?" The, Katy Perry is allowing this person, this up and coming artist like Missy Elliott, to <laughs> to to go on and you know, and I think even a while back too, when Paul McCartney did the same thing or something, yeah, they everybody's saying, oh, isn't it great that they're letting this this new artist Paul McCartney come on? And I'm sitting there going, do you guys not? <laughs> do you guys not realize that there is this thing called a his a life before you? No, that's before, not. That's not before 1999 or 2000 when you were born. Yeah, history. Yeah. History is no longer being taught in schools. Really, they they because it's riddled with you know racism and this that and the other and you know we got to seek out the truth about history and you know. It's like what happened to the you know the good old days where hey this is when this you know the civil war was you know when it was came about and what was it what was it about and all this other stuff it's like no we can't talk about that it's like nope stupid stupid <laughs> nope we can't talk about that <laughs> yeah but anywho how was your week that's not bad. It, it took us a while to get to recording because uh, I had to write a paper, mm-hmm. and uh, it just took a lot out of me and uh, tried to recover over the weekend. But mm. I'm getting close to being done with school, um, but then I have to start up summer school, which it should be lighter. Um, I will mm-hmm. be doing a one-week course, and although that's going to be intense because Basically, you go to you go to class for for five days in a row from eight to five, mm-hmm. and you just basically drink from a fire hydrant, and um, not literally, figuratively. Um, you and- get to drink from the <laughs> fire hose. Nobody knows. With all the water that's down here, you might as well. Yeah. Um, if nobody knows that reference, it's from a sh- it's from a movie called UHF. Uh, Go look it up. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. It's a good one. Um. And so, so yeah, you go, you do uh, five days, and then you usually write like one or two papers afterwards, mm. um, just to. 
to show that you know this stuff. You get, I already have most of the, my books for the class, and it's I think it's like five or six books I got to read. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun though. It's all about the end times. Awesome. So, what a great and, and cheerful subject. <laughs> <laughs> great and cheerful subject. And uh, and then I got to take an online class, so it'll be fun. And uh, we'll see how I see how I fare. Right now, I got to pass Greek too. So. How was your week? Um. Well, I've been recovering too, cause last Monday, um, I was I had to go to the hospital because um, I woke up feeling horrible, you know making the toilet my best friend um <laughs> and then did you, did you name it no no okay. it, it 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 was a love hate relationship <laughs> it was a one night stand didn't want to do anything about that or one day stand didn't want to have that communication <laughs> anymore um but after that uh i had i started getting a fever and my temperature finally reached up to 103.1, and I'm like, yeah, I should go to the hospital. So I did, and I was off of work for a week and had to go back um, on Saturday and Sunday to finish off my last two days of my shift. So, But besides that, you know, just same old, same old, just... Watching movies, playing games, and just getting stuff done. Which, the new thing that I'm going to be venturing out is um, making uh, gaming tables. Which is basically... It's not for, like, you know, video games or anything like that. It's for mm-hmm. it's for board games. Where I, I saw this video online about this company that um, makes these tables... That don't look like gaming tables. They look like fully functional tables. But you can take the top off. And um, you can... uh, You take the top off and under it is the gaming gaming part. And it has cup holders and everything like that. And they just wanted way too much money for it. And I'm like, geez, let me see if I can do this. So um, instead of building a table... Um, just went to Goodwill today and, um, found a nice, sturdy, um, normal, uh, dining table that had the, you know, pretty much the schematics in order to build a box that's under it. So it has that gaming platform. Mm -hmm. And then I also found a, uh, a, uh, give me one second. Uh, I got me I got a coffee table that had the same, you know, build to it too. So it should be quick flips and um get be able to um start gaming on those because like biggest problem cuz I usually myself and my wife we usually have game nights where we, you know, invite our friends over and everything. We would invite Josh and his wife for show over, but you know, that's, you know, very long drive yeah it's a very long drive which we will be coming up in june okay cool cool and then um 
So the problem is, is that, you know, with dice games and card games and everything like that, like way that these are built that it's a little bit on it it's kind of like a little bit of a pit so that when you're rolling dice and everything like that that the dice don't go all over the place and all that stuff and we don't play we're not the uber nerds that play you know the dungeons and dragons or anything like that <laughs> it's more of you know king of tokyo we what there's a level of nerdiness like we won't play like the old games like Monopoly, Clue, all that stuff. It's more of the modern games that keep on coming out that are just, you know, random fun games. And um, and they involve some strategy, but a lot of the times it's just a downright fun game. They're a little bit more expensive, but they're definitely worth it. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I got my got those two pieces, and I'm gonna start working on them soon. Uh, once you know funds come in and all that jazz. So, so each and every week, uh, myself and Josh get together to um, answer this the question that is the podcast name. So, do you like stuff? We originally get that from Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons on the Valentine's Day episode where he's falling in love with Lisa, and he's taking he's pretty much um, he's walking Lisa home and. There's a lull in the conversation, so he just throws out a random question, and that's what this show is all about, is trying to answer that random question. Um, we bring we bring stuff to the table and tell you what's all about, and it's things that we like, and it's cool stuff, and it could be books, it could be movies, games, all that or, other stuff. Or it could just be something that we just find it ridiculous. Eh, true, but that goes that's that goes why, somewhere else. That's that's why we have the ne- we have our we have our yeah. newly introduced uh segment uh that true. we started last week. So, uh true. Josh, what did you find this week? Uh well, I did mention it and might have mentioned it a while back. Um I've been reading I started reading through um, started reading through the Chronicles of Narnia. My goal is to mm-hmm. actually read through the entire seven book trilogy mm-hmm. um, by the end of the fall. So I have done and, that. Um, and so you can always feel free to chime in on this book. I finished uh, book one, The Magician's Nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a couple of days ago. Maybe actually no longer. A week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really liked it. Um, the nice thing is, is about those books is that they're even though they're written like in the 40s and it's a little bit harder to kind of get into that type of dialogue the way mm-hmm. that CS the way it's just the way that CS Lewis writes his style of mm-hmm. of writing it's if if you've read Mere Christianity you know his his writing style is just a little bit harder to get used to because it's not it's older <laughs> it's an older way of writing mm-hmm. but even then, the writing, uh, even then, even then, the story is actually really good, and it it it, it gives. I think you even mentioned this before. It gives a really good setup to uh, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, which is book yeah, two. Which is book two. 
Yeah. And it gives a good setup. It gives a good background to uh, the creation of Narnia, mm-hmm. um, the why the queen, the white queen is, is it the white queen or the ice queen? I keep forgetting because they just refer to her by her name. Yeah. It's, by, by well, well, it's, it's the white witch. The white witch. Okay. Yeah. The white witch. She, uh, she, they give the background of where she came from, mm-hmm. why she was released from her, her prison. Mm-hmm. Um, the founders of Narnia, the, the two humans, the, the Adam, the, the quote unquote the Adam and the Eve. Yeah. Um uh the first King and Queen of Narnia and all this stuff. And it's very cute too, like the way that they kind of play there's there's one chapter specifically where they have the animals. Um the way the story goes is Uncle Andrew says he has these magic rings and these magic rings take uh the two characters, Digery, his nephew, and Polly, the girl. Mm-hmm. They transport him to this this kind of I kind of took it as like his version of purgatory because it's basically this wooded area where there's all these different ponds. Yeah, it's more it. It's thinking it, more sci-fi. It's like it's fantasy. It well sci-fi or fantasy. If not many people can understand fantasy, it's more like a um, um, like a room. Filled with different portals to different worlds. Yeah, and so they jump in one, and then they find the the Narnia mm-hmm. that that Aslan ends up creating. Yeah, and the one thing that was interesting was at one point, or just cute, is that the animals they look at Uncle Andrew. He's freaking out because he doesn't believe in all. He he's having a hard time taking this all in. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the he's the only character that just hears animal noises. Everybody yeah. else is Digery and Polly are with him and so is the 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 cab driver that they kidnap. Mm-hmm. They uh they can understand everybody. They, they they can understand what the animals are saying, they can understand what Aslan's saying mm-hmm. when he comes in the picture. But Andrew is Uncle Andrew is confused. He he only hears just animal noises. Mm-hmm. And at one point the animals are sitting there trying to figure out what do they do with Uncle Andrew? Or, and they, they take him to be a tree because he's he, at one point he hides in a bush and he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. So it's just cute that the way the animals are talking to each other, like, no, this is a this is a tree. It must be a tall tree because you know he has this wild, bushy, shaggy top on the on mm-hmm. the top of his frame, and they're talking, they're describing the hair and oh yeah the 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 I think it's the uh, the badger or something like that or the beavers. Like, no, we have to we have to bury him and we have to so he can grow. Yeah. And it's just this real cute dialogue that he <laughs> he has kind of going a bit, and uh, and and so it gives a good it gives a good uh, setup for the entire series and yeah, I I liked it and and it's an easy read. It's something that yeah. if you really put yourself uh, put your mind to it, you could read it in a weekend. Yeah, I mean it's it oh, the Chronicles of Narnia series. I mean it's gear it's. It's geared for fantasy for kids, but I mean adults can get values from it, but also at the same time they can get they can be entertained by it uh-huh. as well. Um it's very transferable throughout all all generations kind of a thing. Yeah, it was interesting that uh 
uh, what was it today? I was listening to something, and it was John Piper, and he was saying that for the first time he was listening, he um, he finally listened to Robinson Crusoe, mm-hmm. and he he said people probably thought I, I'm I'm weird for saying that, but I never read it, you yeah. know, and I'm I'm the same way. I never read all the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. I only read the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe for a book report, mm-hmm. and and that was it. So I never got to read. Uh, the Magician's Nephew, yeah, uh, Prince Caspian, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Um, You're forgetting a book. Oh, I wasn't doing them in order. Oh, okay. Um, the, yeah. Then there's like the Silver Chair. Silver, um, yeah, there's Silver Chair, Final Battle, but the one you're missing is a horse and his boy. His boy, yeah. Um, and so there's, I never read all of those, and so I'm interested, I like I said, I'm putting myself to actually read all of those. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I would love for them to do a movie for the Magician's Nephew and just start from there and go through it all. But I think you know the way that Hollywood's thinking. You know, you got four kids versus just two kids, and you know the whole creation thing and everything. They're like, eh, it's not really plausible. So we'll start with. Uh, uh, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And, like, because they, because it goes, yeah, it goes, um, Magician's Nephew, then Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, then A Horse and, a, and His Boy, uh, Prince Caspian, Voyage of the Drawn Treader, Silver Chair, and Final Battle. Yeah, which I think wasn't the next one that it, that they did, wasn't it Prince Caspian? Well, they for the movies they did. Uh, they did Lion Witch in the wardrobe. wardrobe. They did Prince Caspian, and then they did uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, which that one was so off basis off the book. It's it's not even funny. It's like what are they doing? <laughs> okay. Oh really? Oh yeah, it's so off base. It's like um, I don't remember that at all because I mean, in because they needed some kind of you know fight at the end and everything so they kind of took some elements from the book and is like okay we're gonna make this the fight scene it's like but that didn't happen in the book at all <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i felt with uh when i read um uh the shoot now it's escaping my mind uh, uh the percy jackson novels um, like I watched the first movie and then I was curious as what the book, what the books were like. Mm-hmm. And, and I like Greek mythology, so it, it helped. But when I read the, the books, I was, I was sitting there going, man, this is, this is way off base from the movie. Like mm-hmm. or the movie, the movie deviated so far from the source material. Um, that man, it's like this fight wasn't in there. That fight wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, they skipped a whole beat. Of him fighting Ares, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just you know, they had a chance to introduce a bunch of other gods, and they just they just skipped all that. Yeah, they just. Yeah. I mean, and then the same thing too. In the when I watched the Sea of Monsters, mm-hmm. the second one, they they added they added a, an extra battle at the end that I was that I I knew I knew from the book from the second book I was like that's not in there. Yeah, that's not in the book. But I mean, that's that's their interpretation, and that's what you know puts butts in seats, kind of a thing. So right, but that's that's on a on a side note that just shows that they're not invested in the actual material. Because if you were invested in it, 
mm-hmm. you would actually make that movie like if they were invested in doing the Chronicles of Narnia as the entire book series. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you got like a Peter Jackson who could actually yeah. be invested, like he was in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Even and you, re- I'm, I think you've read Lord of the Rings. They skip stuff in there too. Yeah. Um, but at least he was he was close enough to the source material that a fan of the books could sit there and read it or watch it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Yeah. And so, but anyway, anyway, I I like the book. I I heard that they were planning on trying to reboot the Chronicles of Narnia and do it as a and do the mag, magician's nephew. But I think well, I thought the reboot was going to start from uh, Silver Chair, which is weird, but whatever. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I have no clue. That's what the that's what they we're saying but that was a while ago so it's just like yeah whatever yeah we'll yeah that'd be that'd be weird because it's book six yeah it's there's only one other book after that and that's the final battle <laughs> yeah that'd be weird um my thing that i brought um is it's actually the it's the third installment of one of my favorite kung fu films um just released last week uh it's a series called ip man i p m a n uh it follows the um it follows the life of bruce lee's uh teacher uh, that teaches him all the kung fu and the wing chung and everything like that and it goes through his life um and shows how he be how Ip Man became a uh, grandmaster and became a legend uh, in China. And the fir- the this is the third installment. The first one, uh, all of them are really good. Um, if you're not a fan of kung fu films, but if you're a fan of films in general, I would definitely pick these up. I'm they're not like. Oh, it's all focused on the fighting or anything like that. There's really good dialogue. There's really good history, and there's really good, um, uh, very good story, very good storytelling mm-hmm. on these. And even even people that have no interest in kung fu watch it. Like people that hate violence still love these movies, mm-hmm. and. Will and will never pick these up or anything like that unless somebody has told them about it. Um, yeah. So the first movie is about um, Ip Man. Um, usually they're set up in two acts. The first act is you know something. There's there's always yeah the two acts. Which the first movie the first act is. Um, Somebody is going through his town and um, trying to establish themselves as the best, you know, martial artist, whatever kind of a thing. And he goes and deals with it. But then the second act is when um, the Japanese invade uh, China in World War Two and how uh, Ip Man uh, tries to because the town looks to him as a leader because, I mean, him being pretty much the only person well, there's a lot of kung fu schools and everything like that, but he's like the best uh, kung fu master. 
and so re- really the town rallies behind him um because he is you know the prominent master there and nobody really can beat him so um it's basically him taking on the japanese in the first film and then the second film it's about him uh actually going to hong kong and starting his school and going on from there uh that's the first act and the second act is um the influence of britain uh in uh china and they bring in um boxing uh versus uh kung fu to see right. which who's going to who's the better one or yeah, what's the better fighting style yeah cuz to the well they're they call Chinese boxing their form is martial arts. Yeah, and because I remember that scene, because the one guy's like, uh, the the boxer that they bring from Britain to get the guy asks, "What are they doing?" And he goes, oh, "It's Chinese boxing." Mm-hmm. He goes, "That's not he's a, that's not boxing." Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so it's you know the culmination of him fighting against the boxer and everything like that. With Ip Man three, the first act is. Um, Basically, because Ip Man has a child and everything, and they're going to school, and this, it's around 1959, 1960 is where this is taking place, and it's about how the, how Hong Kong is, you know, becoming developed, but at the same time, it's developing crime, and the one of the crime lords, played by Mike Tyson. <laughs> yes, Mike Tyson. Um, once his I'm just gonna kick these Chinese men. Yeah, pretty much. It's so hard to because he because he's trying to be all powerful and everything like that in his in his acting, and he's just like, you know, I'm just gonna eat your children. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, oh my goodness! And he tr- and he speaks uh, Cantonese in some parts, and it just makes it even more funny. It's um, like a. It's like that one scene in the movie uh, Collateral Damage with Schwarzenegger. Mm. There's a scene in that movie where he talks in Spanish. Yeah. And you just sit there and go, no, I'm sorry. You just, no, I don't (laughs) care. Your Austrian accent gets in the way of you talking in Spanish. Hola, como estas? Yeah. Muy bienito. (laughs) Me llamo Alnid. Me llamo, me llamo. My name is Arnold. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, all right, Timmy. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, but Mike Tyson being in it didn't deter deter from it being a good movie. So basically, Mike Tyson's character, he wants the land that the school's on. So he's trying to get his, um, his cronies to go and, force the principal to sign over the school to him so that he can get the land kind of a thing. And so it man has to go and kick his butt. And then the second dynamic of it is, um, more between his relationship between him and his wife. And it's very powerful if you're married or, you know, in a relationship or anything like that. It's definitely speaks on all levels and how, you know, we should treat our women's and everything like that. Um, but with, and then at the end, it's like, you know, there's a fight at the end, which, you know, 
dry it's pretty much pitting up a master of Wing Chun versus another master of Wing Chun which is you know both of what they've mastered and everything like that so it's a very good film um definitely recommend it um even if you don't like kung fu films it's just if you're a fan of film definitely go check it out because uh go watch all three of them i know the first i know the first one's on netflix um don't know about the second one but i, I mean all, i think they're all three on netflix okay because um, my dad my dad said uh he saw it i think he did he said he saw it on netflix yeah but i mean they're not that much online uh, online either like i picked up it man three for 12 bucks and i mean definitely something to watch and you'll continuously watch because i mean the story is really good but the action is really good as well like the fighting and everything like that is very good as well so mm-hmm. and they they have a prequel too it's uh uh uh, it's something like called, I think, It Man, A New Beginning. Yeah, where they tried to, because the person that plays It Man, Donnie Yen, which is actually going to be, in, he's going to be in the Star Wars Rogue One um, movie that's coming out later this year. But he kind of wanted to be done after number two, and they were like, well, we kind of want one more kind of a thing, and so they hired somebody else on, made it a prequel, and it didn't really sit well with fans, and then, you know, 60 years later, he Donnie Yen decides to do It Man again, so. Right, and there's another one called It Man, The Final Fight. It's supposed to take, uh, like, in his older years when he's already done, mm-hmm. you know, and... I actually did watch the the prequel one, the one for the one where they didn't have Donnie Yen, but they had like a different actor. Yeah, it wasn't terrible, but yeah. I could see how it's it, it would be it would be probably our equivalent of taking the next uh, all of a sudden replacing Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man with a different actor. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. um, which. I'd be interested in seeing how people react when that happens to Wolverine, but yeah, they, uh, I heard that they're probably going to be putting X twenty three on there, which is the female Wolverine. Yeah, I heard that was going to be the next take on that. They're no longer going to be doing the Wolverine; it's going to be X twenty three. So, um, that was mine. Um, continuing with our show, uh. We introduced this segment last week um, in the movie Gladiator, um, Joaquin Phoenix's character. Um, he plays um, Caesar, um, well, the second Caesar, um, in the movie. And the part where he finds out where his who the Gladiator is, um, he gets pissed, pretty much. And he just keeps on saying vexed all the time. He's like, I'm vexed. He made me vexed. I'm totally vexed. This is me vexed kind of a thing. And every time I see Joaquin Phoenix, that's why I always associate him with. And we introduced this segment last week. Um, It's basically through our findings, um, there's things that kind of piss us off. And this is what... And this us. this is what vexes us. So, um, Josh has the first one. So, every I think everybody can relate to this. 
Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you don't, then I, you must be a super healthy person. Well, you, you must be a pretty tolerant person, but we tolerate it anyway. My, uh, I get frustrated and my wife mentioned this not too long ago that when you go to the grocery store, you buy a bag of chips Mm -hmm. and you assume that with the amount of money that you're paying, that you're going to get a full bag of chips. Mm hmm. But as but obviously when you go to open it, it is not full. It's it, granted they can't fill them all the way to the top. Yeah. But the amount that they give you is almost it's like half full. It, well, it's sometimes it's not even that. Yeah. It's more like a quarter full. <laughs> um, and it just is irritating because I sit there and I go, I I'm paying three ninety nine or three ninety five for ch- for a bag. Mm-hmm. If I want a quarter of a bag full of chips, I'll just buy one of the smaller ones. Yeah, and just like the little like lunch carrier ones, and even those, even those sometimes aren't even full. Yeah, it's, I remember a friend of mine. He bought uh he bought one of those bags, the small little convenient bags, and literally there was one chip in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the heck. Yeah, so I, it, it's frustrating, and I don't know if people like actually just realize that that they're just getting gypped out of um, out of having a full bag of chips. Well, that and, that's how it is, man. I mean, we're so used to not having a full bag of chips that it's just like, oh, okay, whatever. I'm paying three ninety five for this. I mean, think about it this way: if the bag was completely full. How how much money would that be actually? It'd be like well, six bucks. <laughs> yeah, but think but think about this: you don't buy a you don't buy a can of Coke and get a quarter of a Coke. Yeah, that's you, true. You expect a full can of Coke. Yeah. So this it's is like true. why can't why can't it, why can't it be for the the same thing for chips? Cause <laughs> the chip manufacturers are in America's pocket. I don't know. <laughs> it's run the chip corporations are run by the government that all the half of the money goes to the government and that's where all the um that's where all the fundraising money comes from and all that jazz and that we're able to pay them the exuberant amount of money that they get it comes from chips <laughs> they're they're Everything is controlled by the government. <laughs> government. Government controls everything. Yep. <laughs> but that's the thing that frustrates me because I, I, I think it, we were having BLTs for dinner. I think on Sunday, and I opened mm-hmm. up the bag and I just went, "There's hardly anything in this thing." <laughs> we're done with it in in one evening. Yeah. So it's just pretty it's much. Frustrating. That's why you got to get like the family size bag. Oh, even the family size. <laughs> It's the same thing. The only time, the only ones that I know that don't actually um, cheapen the low, cheapen the um, the quantity, is the Tostitos. Yeah, the uh, tortilla chips. Two. Yeah, they actually will fill you up. Yeah, you know, to the brim, and then just like let let you go. Because they know that because everybody in America has a thing of tortilla chips always in their cupboards because the only time you ever eat tortilla chips is if you have something to dip it in. You don't just instinctively is like, oh, what sounds good? What what can be a good snack? Oh, how about tortilla chips? No, nobody does that. 
You yeah. have to have something to dip it in. And they overfill the bags and sell them for like, you know, five, six bucks because they're completely full. And then, like, you get stuff, you have a party, you get them and you eat them and everything like that. And then you put them away. And then once you get like another thing of salsa or something to dip it in, you're like, oh, I have chips at home. But then you open them up and they're completely stale and you have to throw them out. And then you have yeah. to buy a whole new can, a whole new box of, or bag of tortilla chips. That's how the tortilla chip game works. Everybody, yeah. look in their cupboards. You have tortilla chips in your cabinet somewhere. Yeah, I remember one, and this will show you the sad state of my some of my college years. There was a time where I just I had nothing to do, so I would get a bag of chips. I told my wife this. I get a bag of chips and some spinach dip, and that's what, that would be my dinner. I eh. just sit, I just sit and play games. That was that's like my dinner last, you know, last <laughs> night. My goodness. Um, She's like, "No, honey, you're gonna eat real food." Why? It's so much easier just to eat chips and she likes chips and guac, <laughs> and it's healthy, or at least that's what the TV tells me. <laughs> Everything's good with avocados, and and they're from Mexico. <laughs> so the thing that vexes me uh, this week is pushy salespeople, and we all know who they are. And so, they all... so, so essentially me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you at least were. A customer comes up to you and you're like, "Hey, is there anything I can help you with?" You're like, and they're like, "No, I'm just looking." And it's just like, "Oh, okay, bye." Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I, and and yeah, they tell us to be pushy, but I'm one of those that if, if you're not if you're not interested in buying, I just I'm like, "All right, just let me know. I got yeah. other stuff I got to do." Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about the people that the, the specific people that I'm talking about are the ones that you go into the mall and you're shopping around. And it's the the people in the carts that are in the – they're not even a store, really. They're just out on their little cart, and they're like, here, try this, here. And, I mean, they, they get so annoying. They're so annoying that whenever I'm in the mall, I try to avoid them as much as possible. Like, I will either take a long way around or just, you know, try to speed through them or think that I'm, like, talking on a phone or something like that so they don't bother me. Because mm-hmm. once you get hooked in onto these guys, they are – gals or female – gals or guys, they, they're they relentless. They, they do not stop, and they make you feel like you're a piece of crap. Like, <laughs> literally, like, I remember – Sometimes I'll just be walking by and they're like, hey, do you want to try, you know, this, I think the it was like this sea, this uh, dead sea salt, which rub on your hands and they make them all, you know, soft and it takes off the layer of, you know, dead skin and all that stuff and it makes it all soft. And I'm just like, first not of all, in, not, not interested, not interested because first of all, I'm a guy. I don't really need soft hands. I really don't. I mean, guys with soft hands is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you, are you a man? Are you a man, really? <laughs> but, I mean, and 
I tell them right off the bat, I'm like, no, I do not want your product. And they're like, oh, come on, just try it. And I'm like, no, I really don't. I need to, you know, go this way kind of a thing. And they're like, oh, come on. It'll only take a few minutes and you'll show, you'll see this awesome thing. And I'm like, okay, maybe if I do it, they'll shut up and let me go after I tell them no after the thing. So... (laughs) So they go and they make me wash, pretty much wash my hands in salt. And they, you know, put my hands under water and, you know, they're like, oh, doesn't it feel so soft and everything? And I'm like, I guess. I think so. I don't know. Feels like somebody's washing my feet. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, well, you can get this, you can get a whole tub of this for like 60 bucks and everything. And I'm like, I already told, first of all, I've already told you no. And you do the demo, and I'm going to tell you no again. I don't want it. So, and then they're like, well, well, um, it for the $60 price, I can throw in this as well and everything like that. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. So... This whole $60 ruse that you're throwing out at me with just one tub is just basically what it is. It's a ruse. It's like, oh, you know. So pretty much the rule of thumb, if you're actually going to buy from those people, tell them no the first time and say, you know, what's a better offer? What's the better deal kind of a thing? And they Mm. will throw in the whole cart (laughs) for that price kind of a thing. And... And they just, they're just relentless. And you just say, no, I don't think I'll ever use it. And they're like, well, why not for your wife or girlfriend and everything? And it's like, at the time, I didn't have a wife or a girlfriend. And I'm like, I don't have those. So, yeah, you just made me thoroughly depressed. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, and and they're like, well, well, what? maybe that's why you don't have a girlfriend. It's because you don't have soft skin. And I'm like, no, nah, you're just making fun of me. Yeah, now you're... Now you're yeah, just, I, you're, I, you're attacking me. So I'm like, going to... I work in sales and if I, I never make that comment. Yeah, and I'm like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't insult the customer. Yeah, and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And, and then out of nowhere, their whole attitude changes because they're nice and pleasant with you. And then after you tell them no, fine, like... For the 30th time, you tell them no, and you're about to walk away, and they they get super pissed at you. They're like, you just totally wasted my time. You have a, have a good day or whatever kind of a thing. Mm. And they, like, put all the stuff away, and they're slamming stuff and everything. And I'm like, first of all, you came up to me, and I already told you no from the beginning. I told you... I am not interested in your product. And you keep on doing a bunch of demos and everything like that, hoping for a sale, when in my mind, already originally, I said no to you. And nothing's going to change my mind about that. And it's just, ugh. And the the guys, they're okay, but the females are even worse because they try to throw on their charm and try to make you feel all good and everything like that. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need, I don't, I don't need you, Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like to see the people that I that I don't mind going to look at their stuff in the little kiosks or whatever or the carts is the people that are just sitting there on their phone at the cash register, not really paying attention to anything. I will go up to them every single time and look at their wares because I know for a fact they are not going to hound me or hassle me for anything. They're mm-hmm. just there because it's just like, eh, it's a it's job. A job. <laughs> I get to peep. I get paid to be just sitting there <laughs> yeah i mean they push i mean i work in sales and they just push you to to just sell as much as you can and i my rule of thumb is is that if you know we have uh we have a we have certain things that we sell with our with our equipment mm. and my rule of thumb is and i try to promote like the add-on stuff yeah through the sale yeah but if once I explain everything as best as I can, mm-hmm. you know, if if I get a no or I get at least like two no's, yeah, you know, then I, then I sit there and just go, hey, cool. Like just so you know, yeah. I will I will put a note on the receipt saying that I offered it, you denied it, and just as an FYI, if you change your mind, you can take the pamphlet that we have with you, and you do have forty five days within the return policy period. You don't even have to come in. You can do it over the phone. I will. Yeah. I will take care of you. I will get you hooked up with one of our managers. Mm-hmm. I always try to put it as like, is the best possible means of. You said no, but there's a window of of time that you have the chance to change it. Exactly, and I mean, but if, that- but if you don't, but and then I always pre- then I always preface it. If you don't, you might take care of the product as best as you can. But the, just so you know, this add-on that I'm offering you covers everybody else that. Mm-hmm. has the potential of screwing your item up. Yeah. So that window of time only applies to those 45 days. After those 45 days, you're you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. that's just how corporations are. They kind of just want – because they want you to sell their products and everything so that they can gain money and, you know, yeah. get their, you know, paychecks and everything like that. But it's the overall problem is that they're forcing, you know, salespeople to actually – you know, push, 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 and push, and they don't realize that all the stuff that they're pushing, and, you know, it will eventually piss off the customer, and they will stop shopping at your place because they they don't want to be hassled. They don't want to be, you know, most of some of the times that I go into a place, I either A, know what I'm getting, or B, I'm just looking around, see if there's anything new, and if I have any questions about it, I'll ask somebody, or I'll do research on my phone, mm-hmm. because usually phone, I always research something on my phone before oh, I buy oh, anything. Oh, dude, you have no idea how many, sometimes people come in asking 20 questions about a product, and I'm sitting there going, dude, you should have done your research. I know that I'm supposed to have everything, and I'm willing to answer as much as the, the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Dude, you should have done some research beforehand. <laughs> like, I've had some people call, and I won't say who or what or what they mm. were at, but some of them were asking me, so is this, if I get this this effect and this effect, is that going to give me the chimey sound, the, mm-hmm. the, the sparkle sound that I, I'm looking for? I... I don't know, sir. You have to actually like sit there and tweak the knobs. Yeah. Like exactly. you have to sit down with the product and, and work on it. I mean, I will, if you come in, I will, I will 
get you the ones that you want. I will sit down with you, tweak, and we can tweak with them, mm-hmm. get you all set up. But at the end of it, I mean, that's it's up to you. You know, you, it, like the people that sometimes I deal with, they just expect it to be good out of the box. Yeah, exactly. And then when it doesn't work, they complain to me, and I'm like, dude, you, yeah. you either need you needed to do your research, and you needed to actually, you know, look you know, look at the instruction manuals or actually like actually have the patience to sit down and work with the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? If everybody was just Liam Neeson from Taken, everybody would, <laughs> it would be all just fine. Everybody <laughs> just knew how to fight and do that close range. Well, no, because remember at the beginning, he's trying to find a karaoke machine for his daughter and he goes into the same store over and over again uh, like asking questions and doing research and everything on it mm-hmm. just to make sure that's the exact one that, you know, he wants to get kind of a thing. It's like, you know, do the research, know what you want, and go get it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, that was mine. Pushy salespeople suck. Can't stand them. And stay away from kiosks <laughs> if you don't want to get messed with. Um, next segment of our show, um, myself and Josh, we just through Facebook and everything like that, internet is a weird place. And myself and Josh, we sometimes see the most weirdest things that just make us laugh and just make us, you know, question human existence (laughs) pretty much. Um, And we want to tell you about these certain things. So this is a segment that just makes us go say, what? Mm. Um, Both of these, we got two of them. Yes, this is a bit, this is a long show, but we've got, we've, we're trying to get ground to cover. Yeah, we, we got a lot of ground to cover just because, you know, us being off and everything. And there's a lot of stuff that we want to give to you and, you know, it's just we just needed to talk. <laughs> so, um, the two say what um, videos that we found, or that actually I found, um, they both have um, the same actor in it, uh, John C. Riley. Um, if you don't know who John C. Riley is, he was um, in Step Brothers, he was the other the other guy that was crossed from Will Ferrell uh he was also in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell um he was in he was also in um Walk Hard he played the main character Dewey Cox which is was a very good film that just went I enjoyed it because it wasn't just you know it was it celebrated music through all the different eras and everything like that. Um, he was the main in that, and I think he started off his career as um, in uh, "What's Eating Gilbert Grape" with Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio, which is I always laugh at that film, even though it is not a comedy at all. It's actually a very serious film, but with Leonardo DiCaprio playing a mentally handicapped kid, it's just funny because the randomness that he just says and, like, 
Johnny Depp plays Gilbert Grape, and his mom's like 500 pounds, and the house is like collapsing, going to collapse because of her being so heavy. And John C. Riley's character is kind of like a like the town's fix it guy, but then he find he you know he finds his new career in um like a fast food chain called Burger Barn, and that's like his greatest thing ever was to be <laughs> in this. But um, both of these videos, uh, one the first one I'm talking about is it was a funnier die skit um, that was shown on Earth Day, which was Friday, and it's called The Green Team, and it's John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, and I don't remember the third guy's name. Um, uh, Matthew Lillard? Yeah, I think so. And Which, which he's in the second season of Bosch, mm-hmm. and dude, he gained so much freaking weight. Yeah, he's pretty hefty. But, um... It's a comedy skit where it's about these guys that are part of the green team, which is like, like they defend Mother Earth and everything, and they kind of just escalate too far where they're just beating people. They're beating people up for just the random stupid stuff like, oh, you're eating this thing with a with a plastic wrapper. You need to tell your grocer that you need. One, you know, buy in bulk, the without wrappers on it and everything like that, and like they beat up a guy because he's driving a hybrid car, but at the same time, hybrid cars still uh, use gas, and <laughs> it just escalates. It's it's funny, um, definitely. It, I mean, if you're of younger age or around children. Definitely don't watch it with them because there is quite a bit of cursing in it, but yeah. it's it's just funny. Like Wolf, it's it's John C. Riley, Will Ferrell, and they're just ad libbing pretty much the whole thing, like is, what they do. Is it a funny or die bit? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and it's just it's hilarious. Uh, definitely go check check that out because it just escalates from. From, you know, hey, you know, recycle this, you know, do this. And then they're like, at the end, they're having sex with like a hybrid vehicle and everything like that. It just escalates all the way to that. And it's just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, the second one is, uh, it's from the, uh, from a adult swim show called, uh, Tim and Eric are awesome show. And this also, uh, has John C. Riley in it, and it's called Last Resort Fighting, and he, John C. Riley plays a character um, that he developed this way of fighting called Last Resort Fighting, where uh, that's what it is. It's Last Resort Fighting, and he'll go. He goes through th- three steps, and he's like, "I'm trying to figure it." I'm, while I'm making this video, I'm trying to figure out how to teach you these three steps. And, like, the first step is, you know, compliment the person while he's trying to mug you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, nice, hey. nice, uh, nice tracker jacket. Yeah. Nice, oh, thanks. Nice tracksuit. And then the second one is, like, the possum effect where you just play dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely funny. But uh, John C. Riley, he's definitely a funny guy. Um, he's, he's interesting because he was... 
like you said, he started with What's Gilbert Grape, and he started as a serious actor. Yeah. For the most part, and then he transitioned to just doing comedies, pretty much. Yeah, which is definitely more of his niche. Yeah. But, he started. He started that with like. Wasn't it Step Brothers that he started that in? Uh, I think so. It won't. Well, no, it would have been uh, Talladega Nights. That's right. Yeah. So that's what really well, like launched him more into a comedy role was Talladega Nights. But definitely f- funny man, and yeah. he always usually partners around with Will Ferrell, which he's always funny too. So, mm-hmm. um. So it's coming to a close of our episode, but before we go, we always like to recommend um, a show or a movie that you should definitely check out um, that you can either see it on Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime, Comcast, all that stuff. Um, it is our uh, Netflix... Yeah, our Netflix... Um, recommendation of the week and this one is actually on the web service uh crackle it's a free service um it's kind of like netflix hulu but you don't have to really you don't have to pay anything it's a free service it's kind of more obscure and older titles are on there like good times is on there and um i think sanford and son is on there as well um, really? I think so, yeah. Uh, but it's a free service, but you do have to endure commercials during it. But um, the reason why I bring it up, I, I think uh, um, oh, 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 uh, uh, Firefly is on there, too. So um, so there are some notable stuff on there as well. But um, the one that I'm talking about that was a long-forgotten uh animated show in the early 90s that actually came off of the simpsons um one of the creators of the simpsons decided hey i'm gonna make my own show kind of a thing and it's aired on nbc um i thought it was i thought it was always funny and great and but to a lot of viewers it wasn't because Basically, NBC was like, well, we see the popularity of The Simpsons. Let's add some animated shows to um, to get that audience and everything. But it just didn't really work out. And then the show finally moved over to Fox. And then it was finally canceled after a year and a half or total of two seasons. Um, yeah. The show was called The Critic. Which the yeah the Jay Sherman plug at the beginning of the episode, um, uh, it's pretty much um, John Lovitz. He plays a film critic called Jay Sherman, and he pretty much hates and dumps on all movies except for like super artsy films and uh, international films and everything like that. And it's pretty funny because he's kind of the hopeless loser where. Like, he's trying to do something good and trying to, you know, just live through his life, but crap just happens to him. Like, the first episode, kids, call, like, vandalize his car and graffiti King Dork on him, or on <laughs> his car. Yeah, that, that pretty much becomes a running punch gag. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, King Dork. 
But I mean, it's it's a very it's a it's a funny show. It was really well done. It's just it didn't attract enough of the audience that it needed. I mean, it's it's very funny. Lovitz is pretty funny in it too. Yeah, it was kind of it was trying to make fun of the whole. Uh, it it's kind of one of those. I think probably because it's one of those catch twenty two things. It wasn't popular. Mm-hmm. It was it was hard to to be popular because they were essentially making fun of the entertainment business. Yeah. And they're making fun of critics who mostly movie critics and even to some extent television critics, because they're basically saying you guys have no life and you guys are pretty sad. Yeah. And you guys don't actually know what's good or anything like that. And you always criticize every single movie that you see, unless it's like super artsy or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Like I remember the uh, the episode where they did where supposedly they were gonna have Schwarzenegger on, mm. and it's like and he goes, "I'm not gonna make fun of Schwarzenegger." I said I wasn't gonna make fun of Schwarzenegger, but I am going to anyway. And he showed this clip of him playing this undercover rabbi cop or something yeah. like that. And, and, the, <laughs> and then the guy comes out and his spokesperson comes out and says, "Arnold's not coming. You made him cry." <laughs> So it's like they lost their big like spokesperson that was going to come under their show. Yeah, but I mean it. It is a funny show. If and if you're a fan of like The Simpsons or any of the animated stuff, it's definitely something to take a look at. I mean, it's completely free. You don't have to pay a membership fee. It's on Crackle. It's on. You can either do it on your computer or it's on any. Uh, it's it's on any stream box. So mm-hmm. Apple TV. Um, the Roku's, all those that's on there, or any of the um, video game platforms, so PlayStation, Xbox, um, I think even I, the Wii, I, ha- I, Nintendo I, even has it, I believe, and um, definitely go check that out. Um, so that concludes the end of our show, um, even though it's a long one, but we had a lot to say. Um, <laughs> We had a lot of stuff to just get off get of. Out. Our, yeah, just get out, get off of our chest, and um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, this was So Do You Like Stuff. I'm Jeff Miller. And I'm Josh Martinez. It stinks! <laughs>